Thank you, Father. So we, we do enter into the Torah portion where we, are, we meet two of the matriarchs of our faith, Rachel and Leah, Rachel and Leah, Rachel and Leah, and they are introduced to us in a very interesting way. You would think that the matriarchs of our faith, they would be introduced in a way that it, it was is edifying, introduced in a way where we recognize their quality and their value and their virtue and even their righteous living. Uh, but, you know, not so in the Bible. And one thing that's always such a blessing about the Bible is that it is raw and it is honest and it doesn't hold back. And even the patriarchs and matriarchs, the fathers and mothers of our faith, are, are, are painted and described in a very honest way. Their failures are described. Their successes are described. Where they messed up, it's described. And it's the same way all throughout the scripture. All the folks that we see, these characters that we see in the Bible, from the beginning all the way to Yeshua's disciples and apostles, they're imperfect. They're imperfect. And we meet two matriarchs who are imperfect. And they're introduced to us in ways that, you know, we may not want to be introduced if we were going to be introduced to folks. We may not want or we may want. Because one of them was introduced as somebody being very attractive in form and appearance. And somebody introduced to us as having weak eyes. Now, I don't know what weak eyes mean. I did a little bit of research into what the rabbis think of that. And some of the rabbis think that it's, it's not like unattractive eyes. It's more of like tender eyes or soft eyes, like she has a tender heart or a, a, a malleable or a soft heart towards people. But other rabbis will say conclusively that however Leah is described with the eyes, however, whatever it means, it's in contrast to her sister with the hot body. And I'm sorry if that was crass. But these are two sisters. Now, if I ever read a recipe for a rivalry, a sibling rivalry, it's that. Let me introduce you to two of the mothers of the faith. One was kind of meh, and one was pretty gorgeous. And this is how they're introduced to us. The first time we see them, first time we see Leah, it's with a not so, it, it, whatever it means, it's in comparison to her beautiful sister. Now that is not a way that I would want to be. Now I don't know how many people here grew up with some level of sibling rivalry. Susie certainly grew up with a level of sibling rivalry and I probably won't speak much about it because they might be watching. Hi Jan, hi Kath, Elizabeth, hi T, hi Char, love you all. But there was a rivalry, there was a little bit of that. So Susie knows a little bit about that, far more than I do. But that is one way to grow up where it can certainly impact you. It can certainly impact you. Imagine if you're told as a young person, like these people were young. Rachel and Leah were young. They were young. They were young. You're beautiful. 
you got nice eyes. I don't know. But if I want to hear my wife tell me something attractive about me, and if she says, well, your eyes are nice, weak, even if it meant tender, you have soft eyes. Well, thanks. But these are how these girls grew up. And I have to wonder if that caused contention between them. I have to wonder if that kind of impacted their view of themselves. Has anybody here ever had a, like a label put on you for better or for worse? And it defines your view of yourself and it embeds yourself, it embeds itself into you where it becomes a little bit of your identity seemingly for better or for worse. You might think that somebody called beautiful and having a shapely figure and all these things like Rachel was described, oh, that's all positive. But you know what? I don't know how positive it is because, let me tell you something, if it doesn't line up with how God sees you, it can be a vice. And it can be something that actually is a burden to you. Susie and I once went to a, a worship conference that was run by a bunch of worshiply, Christian worship leaders that many people have heard of, including Paul Balash, the guy who wrote Praise Out on I. And we were at that conference, and there was this one guy that did this amazing teaching about how talented he was as a singer. And he was always invited to join the worship team because of his talent. He had a label, talented. He had a label, good singer. But he had the spiritual wherewithal to recognize that I'm being invited to do this spiritual thing. They don't, know, they don't know me. They don't know my struggles. They don't know where I've dealt with, what I've dealt with. They don't know my sins. They don't know much about my belief. They're like, he's talented. Hire the man. Hire that man. Remember him? And this, this label... This label, which is actually, you would think there's nothing wrong with that talented, good singer, actually became something that's a struggle to him. And praise God for that. Because whatever labels we get as children, whatever labels we, other people put on us, God wants to rip them off so he can insert and place on us the label that he put on us. Beloved, my child, victorious. Things that are aligned with the Bible. Things that are aligned with his word. Labels. Hold your ears. Labels suck. They suck. And you know why I hate labels so much when I see it? Because God has a plan and a purpose for you, for me, everyone. And not everybody is going to conquer the world. You may be intelligent, but you ain't Einstein. God has a plan for you. He's got a destiny for you. He's got a, an end game for you. He's got how far you're going to reach. It's not how far Einstein reached or some other guy reached. He's got something perfect for you. And as a rabbi, as a spiritual leader, I rejoice when I see God moving people to where he wants them to be. 
And it really upsets me when I see people held back and limited by labels. By labels that are not from him. God wants to rip those labels off. He wants to rip those labels off. Labels can come from so many places. They can come when we're children. They can come as adults. Somebody could say something, one thing, and it sticks to us like a sticky note. And it's tough to peel off. It's got really strong adhesive. I have a little PowerPoint example of this. So we see here just a nice family, right? Like, I intentionally shadowed them out so you wouldn't even think much of them. So it's just a regular family, and we don't know them. We don't know their struggles, but even though they walk, they look kind of normal. Even though you look kind of normal. Even though we all look kind of normal. We never know when a label can get placed on somebody that can affect them. And maybe this is for the person who's watching online. We never know when a label can get placed on somebody, 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 a label that has nothing to do with God's word. It's not truth. It's not truth. A label. A label. A label. A label. A label. A label. And we walk around with so many labels. And we don't see it when we see this. But many people, when we see strangers and they just look like this, people that come to the congregation for the first time, they look like this to us. But they come in, you come in, we all come in like this. Because the world puts definition to you based on what it sees. Even Samuel, the great prophet Samuel, needed to get a lesson in labels. He needed to lesson to realize that when it was time to anoint this, the king that was going to be subsequent to, to King Saul, he had to learn to look underneath the skin. Because he went to Bethlehem to the house of Yeshai, Jesse, and he saw the first son of Jesse, and he said, surely royalty is standing before me. And God said, don't judge with your eyes. I don't see what you see. Come on, somebody. I don't see what you see. Man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outside. You may see this person. You may see royalty. You may see regal. You may see tall. You may see handsome. You may see, some, you may see somebody that looks fit for a king. And God says, this doesn't mean squat to me. I look at the heart. It doesn't mean anything to me. This is why we see unloved Leah being blessed with children after children after children after children. But the label that she had, which causes the, the, the sibling rivalry, 
it just manifested in this weird race for the husband's love, race for more children. In this very odd way. But Leah, she, the first, the first, she, she gets, she's the first to have a child. And she names the child Reuben. And she says, I'm naming him Reuben because maybe God will see how I'm hated by my husband. And now maybe my husband will love me because I gave him a son. The name of Reuben, she gave him the name because she was so hyper-focused on the feeling of somebody else. And the label of being unlovable. I'm going to name him Reuben because God will see, seize how I'm unloved by my husband. And maybe my husband will love me. Second son, Shimon, has the same root word as we sing, Shema, to hear, to hear. Maybe God will hear me because, God has heard me because I'm hated by my husband. Again, it's all about her husband. It's all about her husband. You can see how this entered into her heart entered into her spirit where she's naming her kids after the, the, this label that she's unloved by her husband. Third son, Levi, Levi, the, the ancestor of all the Levites, the Leviim, maybe now my husband will be attached to me. It's all about her husband. But Leah is a victorious story. Let me tell you why. Because the fourth child which is Judah, hello, Lion of Tribe of Judah, hello, tr tr Judah, where Messiah actually came from, hello, Judah, where the royal line was going to come from. She didn't say, I'm going to name him Judah or anything because of how my husband views me. She said, I'm going to name him Judah because this time I'm going to praise the Lord. Because this time I'm going to praise the Lord. And don't even think that it's it's the fourth child for no reason, because anytime you see something four in the Bible, the Hebrew word for four is dalid, which is the same word for door. So this is the door. If you want to rip those labels off, you praise the Lord. If you want to rip the labels off, you praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Connect to the Lord. Amazing, amazing. The third child, Levish, like, maybe my husband will be connected to me now. Fourth child, I am done with that. I'm going to connect with God. I'm going to connect with God and how he views me. And how he views me. Oh, I hate labels. And I hate labeling. And we do it all the time. We do it all the time with people we don't know. And we don't see. We don't see. Do you see the people behind those labels? You don't see them. Do you know why? Because they're covered with labels. Maybe the people you're judging, you don't see because they're covered with labels. Come on. Maybe you don't really see them. Maybe you don't really see them because they're covered with labels. There's a story in the Gospels in, in Luke when Yeshua was asked to eat at the home of Pharisees. And he went to this Pharisee, Shimon. Same name as the second son, actually, that we just spoke about. And he's eating there, and all of a sudden, this sinful woman comes in and she starts weeping over his feet and she's like she must have been like oops I got his feet wet let me dry him and they're not giving me a towel so I'm going to use my hair so she's cleaning his feet 
anointing his feet. She's kissing his feet. And then the label comes in. The label. Shimon the Pharisee says, if he knew what kind of woman she was, he wouldn't allow. He wouldn't allow it. And then Yeshua answers, do you see this woman? Do you see this woman? And he goes on to say, and she's loving much because she's been forgiven much. She's loving me much because much has been forgiven. But let's go back to that simple little verse that happened just before he said, she is anointing me. You didn't anoint me. She's kissing my feet. You didn't kiss me. She's washing my feet. You didn't wash me because she's been forgiven so much. She's loving so much. Before he said that, he went, Simon, do you see this woman? Do you see her? You just said if he knew, if he knew what kind of person she was, he wouldn't know out. Simon, do you see her? Do you see her? Do you see them? Do you see? Do you see the one that looks at the heart? Do you see like I see? Do you have eyes like I have? I hate labels. I hate it. I hate it when I hear people who I have a vision, I see. I can see God moving in their life, but they have the yeah buts. Yeah, but I'm stupid. Yeah, but... Um, whatever. Yeah, but I'm ugly. Yeah, but I'm sickly. Yeah, but we got to kick those yeah, buts in the butt and get it out of town. It's one thing if God is going to limit us. It's one thing if the label's going to limit us. And the label's are limiting. So Father, in the name of Yeshua, we speak against labels. 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 I got some sticky notes with me and a pen. I want somebody to hand out a label to every person here. Can you do it, Lou? Take one label and give it to a person. One label. You'll have to use your own pen or we'll have to share pens. And I want you on that label to write a lie, a label that you've believed, something put on you by somebody else or something that you put on yourself. You know, so many times the labels we put on that are on us, we've put on ourselves. We've believed lies, and now we just stick this thing to our head. I like using sticky notes for, a for these types of labels. You know why? Because labels are sticky. Labels are sticky. They tend to stick to us. Thank you, Father. Just put on the label one, one word, one word that you believe has been put on you by somebody else. You put it on yourself. It's something you believed. 
it's something that you've absorbed, it's something that you have adopted and have, have trouble getting rid of. The stickiness of the sticky note, it's got really strong adhesive, spiritually. Yeah, I'll do it too, sure. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, the story of Leah is a victorious story. It's ultimately a victorious story. You know, in the end, when Jacob, when in the end, when the, these patriarchs and matriarchs died, it wound up being Leah that was in the went, went into the tomb that was buried along with her husband. Rachel, the loved wife, died on her own, on a road. And she was buried there so she can be a witness to the children of Israel later on that are going to be marched into captivity. And then even later on than that, that Herod was going to kill. But it was, it was Leah that wound up in the grave. So she, in the end, she wound up with her husband. She's actually a victorious story. And I pray that there is victory over the labels. I pray that there's victory over the labels. What are some of the labels that God puts on us? What are some of the labels that God puts on us? What are some of the labels that God puts on us? What are some of the labels that God puts on us? Anybody have any? Warrior! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Children of what? Chosen. Chosen. You are chosen people. Bride. 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 The bride. The bride. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. In the name of Yeshua, Father. Labels that are not from you. We gotta peel them off. We're gonna peel them off and we're gonna put it right where they need to go. We're gonna put it right where it needs to go. Because Yeshua, our Father in heaven, he sees beyond the labels. He wants to peel it off. He wants to peel it off. He wants to peel it off. He says it's a lie. 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 He sees you. He sees you. And do you know where he puts those labels once he takes them off? You know where he puts them? Where they were in the beginning. That's where he put them. That's where he put the labels. Every one of them. So let's put those labels where they need to be.
come up and just, do you have a little song, Susie, for this? Yeah, let's just come up. And the label that you wrote, just stick it on there. If you don't want to do it because it's too sensitive, then I understand you don't need to do it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 